Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. Glad you could join us. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we're a nation that sits on the verge of having its sovereignty extinguished, your civil liberties along with it, and of course your income, standard of living, and for a lot of you, probably even your lives. But other than that, life is good, you know, and uh, walk with the Lord because he will not depart from you. And uh, keep him close because I'm warning you folks, things are about ready to get really ugly. Today we have Daniel Holdings on. You said, oh yeah, Daniel, that's right. Dave, I've seen him on your TV and your radio shows. Yes, that's true. And I'm going to ask Daniel one question. What are you most concerned about today? And and uh, I asked him that in our pre-air discussion. He said, I'm going to surprise you. So it tells me here, I'm going to start uh, getting the fingernail clippers out so I don't bite them and uh, try to do what I can do here to lower my anxiety level because I'm kind of nervous. But anyway, before we join Daniel, I need to let you know the food supply problems are not getting any better. I have 26 impediments to the food supply, uh, and I said we'd st- we'd see this first in Europe and uh, the, and in the UK separately from each other, and we are. The UK is using the term catastrophe. It's coming here. You're not going to be able to get food before much longer, and at least food that doesn't come from an approved source. And you don't want to do that. You need to get outside the system, and you need to learn how to hide the food. I'm warning you, food hoarding laws will be enforced. And uh, you're going to need to not only get it, but hide it. How much do you need? We've kind of settled on two years in seeds. Uh, FEMA and DHS used to say six months. We don't think that's enough for the smoke to clear. And maybe two years won't be either, but it's a start. So go to preparewithdave.com. They have not raised their prices, and they still have sales in effect. And listen to me carefully. A lot of our competition, unfortunately, because we need to feed America, a lot of our competition is sold out to the government. They're out of business. Some of our competition can't get product shipped. And we're one of the few left standing. It's really upsetting to me. And some people go, yay, yay, we get to be a monopoly. No, 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 no. When the diesel crisis hits full bore, when we hit $8 in diesel, the truckers I'm talking to are telling me they stop driving. Diesel brings gas. Diesel brings food. Diesel brings medicine. That's when you won't be able to get your replacement supplies or your prep supplies. So I would act now. Preparewithdave.com. And if you have food, you darn well better have water. And now the roving blackouts are in the news. I've counted seven uh, regional outlets for power 
that are saying they're going to enact ruling blackouts and they're not giving any details will it be hours will it be days could it be a week we don't know so (laughs) when that happens you ain't getting water what if you have to go out and scavenge what if putin makes good on his promise to take down the american grid i could give you a million and one reasons we're not going to go through them all here we have a really good water filter but it has a uh, specific shelf life they thought they had sold out at the alexa pro pure water filter i couldn't get any and uh, i asked a in-between guy he said yeah dave they're out and then he calls me later that day he goes they found some in the supply chain and they're going to make you the exclusive vendor for the country while they last and that's the key so i would recommend uh, that you get the best one that's out there that's what we sell uh, they haven't raised their prices but when they're gone they're gone go to waterwithdave.com waterwithdave.com and last but not least if you're one of 40 percent of americans god bless you and may the lord bless you with more riches but if you're one of 40 percent of americans that has less than a thousand dollars 30 percent that don't have bank accounts buy food don't listen to this buy food but if you're one of those people that has a nest egg you don't have to be wealthy and you want to protect that nest egg the worst thing you can do right now is stay in cash and accept the digital system that is coming because you'll be justin trudeau the first time you say something do something they don't like they're going to take your money under this digital system just like trudeau did so what can you do well you can get outside the system and noble gold will help you do that can you totally be outside the system I don't know yet, uh, and I kind of think you're not going to entirely be outside of it, but gold and silver and other programs will help you do that. And Noble Gold has all kinds of programs, and I'm a customer. So I'm speaking to you as a customer right now. It's the best move I ever made. I sleep a lot better knowing that when the trouble comes and the dollar collapses, uh, we're all going to take hits, but my hits are going to be less than people who didn't prepare. And I want to offer you the same opportunity. Go to goldbeforelate.com, and they will email you, electronically send you their programs, what they do. But you'll have to call them because they are not pushy. They're trained not to be aggressive. You'll have to close your own deal. And even though I've done five deals with them over the last four years, I've always had to close the deal. So go to goldbeforelate.com and say, hey, I heard you uh, on the Common Sense Show. I heard about you, and I want to know what you can do for my nest egg goldbeforelate.com that takes care of our business we have a full shot now to the end of the hour and our special guest daniel holdings may scare the hell out of you i don't know this is the mystery door what's behind door number three monty williams oh by the way that's (laughs) no monty hall i'll tell you that's a memory from the past god i'm I'm citing a game show from 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 my childhood wow oh Daniel, welcome. You know, you're, you're about my age, and so that is scary. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I hope good uh, uh, good memory recall from a long time ago is not indicative of Alzheimer's. So on that note, let's hope that's not setting in here. Um, Daniel, we I've been saying this since Biden took over, and now Tucker Carlson's saying it. Now other people are saying it. I, I heard uh, um, Russ Limbaugh's replacement today. Clay Clark and his, and his sidekick, they said it today. And I was listening to him drive back from breakfast. Uh, what Biden's doing is the planned demolition of America. And it's complete. It's designed to rob you of your sovereignty. 
designed to rob you of your standard of living. And for some of us, I fear if you believe it's totally globalist oriented, it's going to rob a lot of us of our lives. Um, so does your concern fit in any of those categories? Well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned. By the way, thank you for having me on, Dave. It's always My, good to be with you in the audience. Thank you for your time. It's always a pleasure. Good to be with Absolutely. You as well. uh, it's interesting that you say that because that is kind of what. Uh, and this is how I know it's the word because it's kind of what I want to talk about. But you said something when we were before we got out of the air. You said something that that the the gremlins are out today, and uh, I kind of want to talk to you a little bit about those gremlins. Uh, and then we, we can branch off into a broader discussion of sure. um, some of the news that's going on. But before I, I get to that, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit, uh, a little bit of psychology here, a little bit about how people think. Now, Dave, is it your um, experience that people will look at the news and look at, vet, at events going on around us? And, and try to categorize them into what they know. That's, that's at least my experience, that, that people try to relate what they are seeing to what is currently happening. And it's human nature. This is just the way we are. Um, so we pull from our own experience in order to do that. But, but here's the question for you and your audience. What happens... If the things that we are seeing have no grounding in our point of reference, what what if we have no way to categorize the things that we are seeing? Because they're unique to our situation. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I hear you. There's actually there's a technical term for this. It's called. Normal C bias. Yeah. Oh gosh, you are the second guest I've had in three days that said the same thing. I think people are beginning well, I, to see this. You're totally right. I totally agree with what you're saying. Go ahead, go ahead and expand I, on I that actually, idea. I, I wrote about normal C bias years ago when I when I started writing. In fact, I put them in my novels. Uh, the the novels that I first wrote when I. Uh, in fact, I'm going to look it up. I mean, I don't. I don't normally like to read normal C bias, but the definition. The definition I think is important for your audience to hear. Uh, normal C bias is the most stripped down form. It uh, from its form is the psychological state of denial. <laughs> it's a tendency for people to believe that things in life will continue to go on the way that they always have. In other words, because it has never happened, it will never happen. Correct. Okay. So this is, and and look, it, we can't help it. This is just the way we are. We look at things in the world, and we say, no, dang, that can't be World War Three. It's never been World War Three. No one's ever used, you know, traded nukes. I mean, we dropped a couple of nukes on Japan, but no one's ever traded nukes. No, no, we can't run out of food. I mean, what about the Chinese? They need us. Right. No, the government wouldn't lie to us. No, that's that can't happen. No, no, no. We, you know, they're not they're not trying to kill people off with a vaccine that that for a, a fake pandemic. That can't happen. They've never done that. Does this all sound familiar? This is normalcy bias. Yeah, when you, yeah. First world nation wouldn't run out of baby formula, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, crazy. No, Biden wouldn't institute uh, a Korean War. Uh, uh, what do you call it? 
food law in order to take take, take over part of the food uh, uh, processing, uh, you know, supply chain of food. He wouldn't do that, right? That, he's the president. He's on our side, right? If there was something going on, our our politicians would tell us, right? This is normalcy bias. And if if people listen to the news, if they watch the news on television, they listen to the pundits, that normalcy bias is reinforced along with the propaganda that they're dishing out. And audience, I mean that. One of the first executive orders that Obama signed when he got into office, and I forget the number of it, I used to know it, was an executive order that said that the government could now use propaganda on its citizens. Mm -hmm. Now, I remember reading this and going, what in the world? Right? Why, why would the government want to use propaganda on its citizens? Now, that was what, I don't know when he get, when did he get in the office, Obama? 2009. 2009. 2009. Okay, so it's been, well, it's been 13 years since then, right? Because he signed that within the first year that he was in office. So, we have had a steady onslaught from the media uh, dishing out uh, propaganda and the government propaganda to steer us toward whatever byline they want to give us. And it has contributed to our normalcy bias. But I, I want to blow your mind a little bit. Uh, so what are your thoughts on Roger Stone? You remember Roger Stone, right? Yeah, I interviewed Roger Stone an hour before he was pardoned. Um Interesting. In jail? Yeah, I did. I was over in, I was on vacation in San Diego and Ted Brewer called me and Ted knows him. And Ted said, Dave, he's looking for a good outlet. And I recommended you. And I said, well, thanks, Ted. He says, but you got to do it now. And I said, okay, let me put some clothes on. <laughs> we just came back from the beach. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Roger came on and we talked about some of the things I think you're going to mention. Hey, before we get into that though, I kind of got ahead of myself here. I want to let people know you are a jack of all trades. You're an amazing person and, and this adds to your credibility. Thanks. Military background, man of the cloth, highly skilled with technical expertise. You do a lot of Steve Quayle's, uh, visual stuff and really well done stuff. Steve's is top of the line and that's because of you. So uh, am I leaving anything out that you've done that's relevant to all your experience and knowledge? <laughs> well, I've written a lot. And, uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, we produced uh, Mega Drought last year. Yeah. I wrote that, and actually I helped produce it. Steve was caught up with uh, COVID at the time, so I actually had a heavy hand in that movie as well, which we, we need to talk a little bit about what's going on with that. But uh, honestly, Dave, uh, and thank you for the accolades, uh, but it's... It, I, look, I, I, you've heard me say this before, right? I just, I'm, I'm a donkey, right? I'm just Balaam's donkey, yeah. right? In the Bible, in case the audience doesn't know where with the, of the, of the story in the Bible, there's a, there's a, there's a story about a guy named Balaam. God told him to go do something. He didn't want to do it, so he started running in the opposite direction. And he was uh, on his donkey, yeah. And his donkey stopped. Um, between a, literally between a rock and a hard place, and uh, he couldn't pass anyway. So the man got off, Balaam got off, and started beating his donkey. In the story, right, the donkey turns around, opens his mouth, and starts talking to Balaam. Why? I, I, I can't figure this out. Why Balaam wasn't shocked at that, I don't know. But uh, the story goes that uh, the donkey said, Why are you hitting me? I have always done what you wanted me to do, have I not? I've always been obedient to you. And then the Bible says that Balaam's eyes were open. He looked, 
in the direction that he was head, uh, heading, there was an angel of the Lord standing there, and his sword was drawn. He was going to literally whack Balaam for being disobedient. And so the donkey saved his life, and he turned around and repented and went to do what God told him to do. So we at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time oh, these days i always just say i yeah i just want to be balaam's donkey i just want to open my mouth when god gives me something to say exactly yep so so thank you for all that but it's not me it, none of it is me it's it's the lord and he gets all the but god uses our talents when we're bestowed with talents and I think uh, we're, our duty is to develop our talents and give that gift back to the world in the way the Lord sees fit. Well, yeah, that, that is absolutely true, and we need to be diligent about those things and use the time wisely. Uh, so, thank, But thank you for all that. And yeah, you know, I've, I've done a lot over the years, uh, but I want to talk to you about something when I... Because when I first uh, started writing, I had been... A financial guy. You talk about jack of all trades. Oh, that's I, right. I yes. had my own Correct. financial practice for a long time, and I had closed it uh, just after the crash of 2007, 2008, for another business venture that didn't turn out so well, uh, and I ended up losing my shorts on that venture. But the point is that I was licking my wounds, 
and uh, I, you know, I had always thought about writing, and I had started a book here and there. So that's when I started writing, and I wrote the fictional series, The Cooper Chronicles, way back then. I kind of want to talk a little bit about that because it's pertinent to the story I'm going to tell you now. So let me get back to Roger Stone. Do so you've talked to him. I didn't know this, so this is awesome. Would you say that Roger Stone is credible? Oh, highly credible. Yeah, great background, very knowledgeable. Yes, of course. And he's not crazy, right? Uh, I didn't, didn't come across that way in the interview. He was very pragmatic, uh, very calm, composed. Well, you know, we talked about th- this was something that was amazing. When the FBI raided his house and tipped off CNN and they had the army there, I mean, this cast of a hundreds, and they even came in on frogman boats behind his house, and they had his wife out there who's not in the best of health, and she was out in like 30 degree weather in bare feet. And that was wow. the thing that angered him the most. And, and he told the story. It was it, it would have made anyone listening hate the FBI. Wow. So I am glad that you, you talked to Roger because um, I saw a fascinating video earlier in the week today. And frankly, it stunned me. Roger was on uh, with another talk show, and they were doing an interview with Roger. Now, I don't, I'm not a big Roger Stone follower and, you know, but I know the name and I know, you know, what I read, he's credible. So, and, and now we have a, you know, we have a witness to the fact that he's credible, right? In yes. yourself. Yeah. I so agree. in that interview, Roger was talking about, I'm not making this up. You need to look it up for yourself. Roger was talking about how since Biden got in the office, right? Dave? Yeah. A a portal has opened up above the White House. And it's actually visual. You you can actually see it and it never closes. He called it Roger Stone called it a demonic portal and talked about how uh, you know, Christians needed to pray against this to close that border. Now we could uh, close it up and that kind of thing. But uh, he called again. He called it a demonic portal. So, so I, I, I said that that is that's that's wild, right? And I'll tell you why it's really wild in a second. So anyway, I asked Steve Quayle about this. I said, Steve, "Have you heard this?" He said, "Yeah." He said, "Daniel, I have confirmed that." It is always open, and there are several pictures out there showing this portal above the White House. That's pretty outlandish, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. All right. So, but Roger Stone is credible, right? And the guys that he was talking about, talking to, I don't remember the show, but they, they're credible as well. Now, here here's my own little story, right? When... Um, when I first started writing, my first uh, novel was uh, Three Days in the Belly of the Beast, and it's based upon uh, physics, science, uh, but from the aspect of the supernatural, okay, from from a biblical perspective, right? And so it's it's this journey, and the other two books that came along after that, this is a journey of the, the lead character uh, finding the Lord and, and dealing with all this supernatural stuff that is occurring as a result of science and, and other things as well. But, you know, <laughs> what, 
when I when I started writing, uh, I don't want to rehash everything that went on, but uh, I ended up writing that first manuscript in about two and a half weeks, believe it or not, three days of the belly beast. It took another, uh, I don't know, six months to make it readable, perfected, because I'd never written before. But uh, the fact is that the Lord downloaded all of this stuff into my head, and I literally saw things in my my mind's eye, and uh, I, I, I also had visions and... Uh, you know, I incorporated all of that stuff into that series, right? So those books, and I've said this before on your show, those books are very supernatural. But Dave, in those books, the Lord showed me a picture of portals opening in the sky and on the ground, and demons and fallen angels were coming out of them. And that now, okay, that's that's fiction. That's just a story, right? You have somebody as credible as Roger Stone saying the very same thing and showing physical evidence in pictures and video of the thing. And you have Steve Quayle confirming that, that very same thing. Now, if that isn't see, that's what I wanted to hit you with. I wanted to get your your uh, your response to that. So, what is your response to that? <laughs> well, somebody that you've interviewed is inter- someone I'm interviewing is interviewing me. Um, here's here's what I would say to that. I would go to CERN and I would say, I believe this was constructed to usher in uh, d- demonic entities for our time and for the end times and uh, the fact that we might have a satellite office set up over the white house does not surprise me um i have heard this um it's kind of like do i need to know there's a portal to know that these people in washington are largely demonically possessed and serve satan whether they realize it or not and uh so that that's the answer i would give I agree with you. I think it's probably very likely without me having first-hand knowledge. And uh, it it's kind of reminds me of Ghostbusters. Remember the <laughs> yeah, night, yeah. night well, when all the yeah, demonic yeah. entities came in? Uh, this Listen, <laughs> we are being ruled by a party right now <clears throat> that is not just anti-American and Bolshevik and their fascists and all the prov- provocative labels that we can attach to them, but they serve evil. We see it. They want to kill babies after they're born. They've turned uh, baby killing into a cult. And you see this in the Roe v. Wade situation. you got women who are in their 70s protesting Roe v. Wade, which doesn't take away abortion, just refers it to the states if that's what happens. And these people are just demonically possessed. They're on fire over the issue. It's a cult. And so, yeah, I agree with you. I, I, well, I, I don't know what Steve knows about this. I don't know what Roger said about this. I can just tell you, I can. I see. I see the end result of the process. Well, I'll, I'll send you the link to the video so you can watch it yourself. Just a snippet okay. about it. Uh, yeah, I'd love to see it. About this, but, uh, but I'll send it to you. But my point is, and and you've just hit on a couple of issues, right? When I when I saw this, when when the Lord showed me this picture of portals opening up in the sky all over the United States uh, and and on the ground for that matter, and the things that were coming out of them, what would happen 
with these these beings is they would they would wrap themselves and 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 be absorbed in the people and the people would go absolutely nuts they would go bonkers they'd start hurting each other killing each other and all kinds of other crazy stuff and okay so i see this and i write it in a fiction book and i'm going oh okay that's just fiction right and I look. I know the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. I know what He showed me. I know how many things out of those books, and there are a lot of them that have come true already. But my my point is that that was one of the um, the least likely things that that I believe that you could actually visually see. I thought it was like a a supernatural thing that you know a spiritual thing that was happening a physical thing is what stunned me when when they were showing the the, the videos of this this portal it was it was a physical thing and you could literally see it so and i will send you the in fact i'm gonna make a note right here send send dave video okay yeah, i'd love to dave. see it all right so but my point is okay I start off talking about how people view the world, right? We look at the world, we try to categorize things into uh, something of our experience. But what happens, I ask the question, what happens when there's nothing in our experience to categorize them? Here is a perfect example, right? A portal over Washington, D.C., and I don't believe for a second that that's the only one. I, the ones I saw were over um, around the uh, U.N., Right, so I think I think these portals are probably all over the place, and, and yes, I think you're right. I think CERN and the Large Hadron Collider is, is a, a big part of this. But my point is that these things are happening, and they are way beyond any point of reference that we have. And I, this is what I, I oh, Dave, I feel so um, impressed to tell your audience this, you and your audience is that everything that we are seeing right now is has an overlapping of supernaturalness to it we are walking into and i've said this several times perhaps on your show the most supernatural time in human history this is the end times the end of the age and i don't want to get into a big theological discussion well there's three and a half years here and then this is going to happen this that's not my point my point is we are walking to a time when there is nothing in the physical realm that is normal that if we try to look at things through the the standard lenses of our upbringing how we've come up for the last 40 or 50 60 years we will not understand why everybody has lost their collective minds. You mentioned uh, Roe v. Wade. Here's a good example. And I believe that that this strife that is caused by this, and I have prayed for this for years, right? Abortion is one of those things that, you know, we adopted so because we couldn't have kids. So uh, abortion is one of those things that, that is like one of my hot buttons. I, I've, 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 you know, it, it turns my stomach to think about it. So, I have prayed about this for a long time. I was happy when this happened, but I also knew that should they overturn Roe v. Wade, and I'm not sure they will, Dave, uh, because that was only, I, I wonder if they didn't put that out as a, a you know, that, uh, uh, what did they call it? It's, they, they called it the draft, right? So, I wonder if they didn't leak that draft on purpose to see what the people's response was going to be. Uh, you got to remember, if, if they could kill 
a sitting, you know, chief justice of the court, they can do whatever they want to do. You, you, you know what I mean? So I, I don't know for sure that they will. You're talking about Scalia, right? Yes, 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 absolutely. And I know you've talked about it in yes, detail. I have. My, my point is that I don't know that uh, that they will follow through with that. But the strife that has has been created, and I don't care. They, they, abortion is dead wrong. It is evil. It is something that should have never come about. And the sooner it goes away, the better. But my point is that just by leaking that draft, they could very well get that civil war that they have been trying to instigate for years now. They need a civil war. They need martial law. They need to lock down the country to do well, why the do rest. You think, why do you think they need it? I say they need it because they can't win an election now and they can't cheat enough to do it. Well, I think they can cheat as much as they want to. I don't think well, there's limits on the on the Dominion cheating. They can't do a hundred percent. They can't do a hundred percent, and they won't be able to bring in a hundred percent. I mean, right now, uh, if you look at the conservative polls, they say eighty six percent of the people against Biden. The liberal polls are saying sixty eight percent. I go with the eighty six percent, but by the time we get to November, it could be ninety five percent. You can't cheat that much. But let me share this with you, because I agree with you, and this is something you may not be aware of. There's an organization called the DCCC, and it's a fundraising arm tied to congressional membership, so the House and the Senate. And they have to pay dues. The Democrats have to pay dues. And they pool their money, and they use it in hotly contested races. Well, the top 55 Democrats have not contributed to this. They're way past due. That includes Bernie Sanders, Ocasio-Cortez, the squad in general. And I'm thinking, why aren't they worried about this? Do you think they'd want to help maintain as much of a majority? The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Because they could, so they should be paying their dues. And with insider trading, they have no problem raising the money. So why aren't they doing this? I'm thinking there's something they know that we don't. Maybe there's not going to be an election. Well, you just, that's, that's it in a nutshell, my friend. I, I was just going to say, I, we're not going to get to the election. It's not going to happen. Uh, so, but they, they do want to create, uh, strife. I mean, it, death is, is their, Death is their goal. So if we kill each other off, then you know, then not all of us, but you know, if we kill a good, if 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 there's enough of a civil war that people are dying that they don't have to kill, they're they're good with that. Uh, so, my, but my point is that we look at the news and we look at the events and we look at politics and we look at even the financial markets and we go, we we try to look at them through our standard lenses. And and Dave, we can't do that anymore. This is the most supernatural time in history that we're walking into. It's the end of the age. And, and we have to understand that, that unless we look at these things through a biblical lens and, and understand 
what the Bible says will happen, then we will be at a loss. We will be frustrated. Well, we're frustrated anyway, but we'll be frustrated. We won't know, you know, what to do next, and we could waste a lot of effort uh, and energy. Let me give you a good example. Oh, yeah, this is a good example. I, I uh, about the world has changed. The world becoming evil, right? And people not even aware of the evilness in the world. Right now, don't get me wrong, audience. I mean, I, I have uh, grandkids. I have a wife I've been married to for nearly forty years. I love life. I love my family. I have good friends. Uh, I, you know. It's not like I look at the world as being evil and that affects everything in my life, but I, I'm a realist as well. I've always been kind of a maverick. Uh, I always kind of went against the grain, uh, but I, I, I don't buy into the, uh, you know, I didn't buy into the, the talking heads in the first place, but even way back when, before I started doing this. Uh, but the point is that, that, uh, the world in general is becoming darker and darker by the day. My second book, as a matter of fact, um, addresses some of this. It's called As the Darkness Falls. And I remember when I came up with the title, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to plug my books. I'm just telling you that part of, part of my own history, uh, part of how I've come to think of things. Uh, and I remember when I came up with that, um, that title, As the Darkness Falls, I, I I saw the darkness falling on the world, especially with all the things that that the Lord had shown me. So here's here's a good example, right? <clears throat> now everybody is flying a yellow and blue flag these days. You know that? Yeah. Everybody. And and you know they are supporting the Ukrainians because those mean Russians invaded, right? Now let me just say out front that I would have rather that the United States and NATO stay neutral and keep their noses out of their business, right? Uh, th- but that's not what happened, right? So, I, and I know that you have probably talked about this issue infinitum, right? But the reason why Russia invaded the Ukraine was because the Ukraine wanted to become part of NATO and NATO wanted to put nuclear weapons on Ukrainian soil with a five-minute flight time from their border to Moscow. Now, John Fitzgerald Kennedy didn't let the Soviet Union do that in Cuba and threatened to go to nuclear war in 1963. So why would we think that Putin would allow that? I agree. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> so, uh, he, you know, they, they wanted security guarantees and security, meaning that, no, they wouldn't become part of NATO, no, they wouldn't put missiles in there, and, and U.S. and NATO snubbed their noses at them and said, what are you going to do about it? We'll do whatever we want to do. Well, so they said, well, we'll do it ourselves. And so they invaded the Ukraine with uh, two goals, right? The first goal was to denazify the Ukraine. I thought that was crazy. Denazify. I mean, they fought the Nazis in World War II. I mean, they, they had a ter- terrible battles. Nazis killed tons of uh, Soviet Union Russians. And and so this is kind of embedded in their psyche, right? They they hate Nazis, but I thought it was propaganda. I thought that was just something they were being melodramatic, right? Well, uh, the other thing was that they wanted to dearm the Ukraine, and that goes right back to NATO wanting to put missiles in there. So anyway, as it turns out, a couple of really interesting things have happened 
that that we have discovered about the Ukrainians, right? And and I have known Ukrainians over the years. I have known Russians over the years. So it's not like I'm biased to either one of them. But the people that I know are regular people, right? They're not they're not you know they're not into what's going on now. But the point is that um, there was an interesting um, uh, Fox News did an interesting. This is the first thing that got my attention. Fox News did an interesting interview with uh, one of their parliamentary members, Rayla something or other, but she's a member of parliament. And and so this was early on in the war, like two weeks, three weeks, and, and the Ukrainians were, you know, were giving the Russians a run for their money, stalled out their march and that kind of thing. And so the, uh, the interviewer from Fox says... And I don't remember who it was that was doing the interview, but he says to her, he says, are you surprised that the Ukrainians are putting up so much of a fight against the uh, the invading Russians? And this she she knew English. Right. So she said this wasn't translated. She said she said, no, Dave, this is crazy. She said, no, I am not surprised. We have had five. I think she said five revolutions in our in our time. And, and uh, parenthetically, one of those resolutions brought in Zelensky, by the way, seven, eight years ago. But then she said, and we know that we not now, Dave, you can't make this stuff up. She said, and we know that we not only fight for the Ukraine, but we fight for the new world order. Mm-hmm. And and we are the shield for the euro. Right, a banker's war. That's what that is. So that was. I was like, that is really wild. That is really something. The other thing that uh, that came out of news is that um, they have a battalion, and your audience probably knows all this, but I'll just recap. They have a battalion because I'm trying to get somewhere. They have a battalion called the Azov Battalion. By the way, they just surrendered to the Russians because they beat the heck out of them at the uh, Azov steel mill. But uh, the Azov battalion wears swastikas on their uniforms and SS patches. They fly Nazi swastikas over their um, over their foxholes, and uh, they have committed uh, their own atrocities. Mm-hmm. Now, yes. this is... This has been verified by the Russians because what they did is they, they the Russians made a humanitarian corridor uh, from Maripol. That's where the Azovs were trapped at, from Maripol. And uh, if there was any man trying to trying to cross that area, they would make the men take off their shirts. And what they found is many of these men were had swastikas and Nazi tattoos all over them. They were part of the Azov battalion trying to get away. Now, the uh, the the interesting thing is, okay, so there's that evidence, but then the interesting thing is, is that Brett Baer did an interview with Zelensky specifically, right? And so he asked Zelensky through an interview, he said, now, I have to ask you about this uh, Azov battalion who are supposedly uh, Nazi and have committed their own atrocities what can you what what uh what can you tell our audience that they need to know about them now this is brett bear he's been with fox since the beginning Zelensky said to brett bear he said he said well 
through an interpreter, that the, the Azovs are what they are. Dave, he made no excuse for them. He didn't try to, to beat around the bush. He they are what they are. They are Nazis, is what he was saying. And we have, now this is the other thing, we have absorbed them into the rest of the Ukrainian army. That's what he said. Now that was stunning to me. So we have absorbed Nazis into the rest of our army, right? Now, last last part of this, as far as Ukraine goes, the the one of the things that happened in, early on in the war is that, uh, if you recall, Zelensky addressed the United Nations, and he got a standing ovation. Or was it Congress? One of the two. I think he did, did both, but he got a standing ovation. Two. In fact, he got two. It was, it was the U.S. Congress. And he was wearing a green military sweater, right? And on the front of the military sweater was the Nazi Iron Cross. That is stunning. Now, who is wearing who is wearing this? Zelensky. My gosh, I've heard that he was a Nazi, but uh, is well, this readily but, is this readily available? Sure, you can you can look up the look up the uh, you can look up on YouTube when he addressed uh, Congress. You see the Nazi on cross there, and yes, uh, the the other information about the Azov Battalion Battalion is uh, you know is readily available. The interview with Brett Baer uh, asking him about the Nazis are, is readily available. I mean, it's it's out there. Uh, but my point is that you didn't know that, and you know a lot of stuff, right? No, the world know. doesn't know that they are supporting Nazis, right? They don't know this, and giving them money, and giving them weapons. That's my point. Now, let's go a little deeper down this rabbit trail. Remember, I'm talking about how the world has gone nuts and is is, is becoming increasingly dark and evil, right? Now, think about this for a second. Zelensky, Putin, Biden, and all those guys are part of the World Economic Forum. I, I wrote all this in a paper for Steve Quayle, but they're all part of the World Economic Forum. And I pondered the question, Do does the World Economic Forum know of Zelensky and, and the Ukraine's uh, Nazi affiliations? And if so, are they okay with that? No one's ever said anything about it. And then I asked the question, is it the World Economic Forum that has that outlook about Nazis, that, that look at Nazis favorably, and that's where Zelensky got the idea in the first place? So then I went further down the rabbit hole, right? Uh, the, the World Economic Forum are globalists. So is it the globalists that have this Nazi idea, right? Now, uh, I don't know if you know this, but Steve Quayle wrote a book a few years ago called Empire Beneath the Ice. And it talks about how the Nazis escaped Germany uh, at the end of World War II and uh, went to Antarctica and began to serve Lucifer, Satan himself, in Antarctica. And Lucifer promised the Nazis a thousand-year reign. So, I read all this stuff by Steve Krause. I said, Steve, I am going nuts here. These are some of the conclusions I've come to, and I just need to know if I'm totally off base. He said, no, Daniel, you're not off base. You're absolutely right. He said that the great 
reset that they are now trying to accomplish is the beginning of the Fourth Reich, their thousand-year reign, and that they were promised. And not not that the Lord's going to let that happen. You know, the Word says that if He didn't cut the days short, if Jesus, if God didn't cut the days short, then there would be no flesh left alive. But my my point is this, and whether you buy into all of that, I, I whatever. I mean, the stuff about the Ukraine and Nazis is certainly uh, out there that you can look at. But the conclusions that I've come to, I, I have no evidence of that other than than the fact that uh, Steve Quayle had written about this a while back. But my point is that there is a very dark spirit that is now running the world. And everything that we are seeing, everything that is happening right now in front of our eyes is a result of a Luciferian agenda. And what, you know, we could talk about, um, the, uh, the, the, the food shortages that are coming. You're right. The um, the uh, what do you call it the uh, the the guy was was uh, is the chairman of the oh, Bank Cla- of England. Klaus Schwab. Oh, Bank of England. Yeah, he said uh, mm. the the other day he said that food shortages in Europe were going to be horrific. His words, horrific. Right, they were going to be catastrophic. And you know we have reports even today. That uh, the the whole global su- supply chain is breaking and it will not be replaced. It will not be fixed. So that's just one one issue. You have the the new and the the fact that there's a new food system already set up where they will control how much food you eat, where you get it, how you get it. Uh, this goes part and partial to the social credit system that is already here in America. Uh, but when it kicks into full gear, this is how they're going to keep track of you. So, and you, you kind of mentioned this at the beginning of, of the show when you were talking about uh, your sponsor. The, the point is that everything that we are now seeing is, 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 is based upon evil entities that are now controlling people in power and my my point was at the very beginning that if you look at the world through your normal lenses that you will not understand that and it will scare you to death and you will not be able to deal with it because Dave all of us and I hate to tell you brother all of us are going to have to make a choice or will we take that mark or will we say no and have our heads get off that is where we are. That's what I mean about having to, to look at the world through a biblical lens. So, how, how much how much time do we have left? Yeah, oh, boy. Oh. Let me pull up that screen, because I know we got time, so I don't stay on that screen. And we've got uh, nine minutes. Okay. So, so, when we look at the things that are going on, from the... Uh, craziness of the elections from the uh, food supplies, the formula supplies. I saw I saw this, this article today. It said that uh, MSM all of a sudden woke up to the fact that over a million people were uh, were were missing. Instantly vanished, right? Where'd they all go? Where, where are they? 
they, they just disappeared, right? They can't find them. A million people, right? Well, I, you know, I think that there is probably a ritual sacrifice going on because of the evil that we are seeing. Oh, right I think now. it's vaccine death I, and injury too, because uh, you know the CEOs well, of two life insurance companies said that they're way over death claims from a year ago, way over. Oh yeah, it's it's uh, it's like twelve hundred percent more death, <laughs> something like that. It was like twelve hundred percent. I saw some numbers a couple of weeks ago. Uh, man, well, I mean, that's that's the other thing. There's a there's a new report out that there's their first case of monkeypox that uh, is has happened in Manhattan, uh, and I think they had one in Pennsylvania. Uh, there's a monkeypox outbreak in England right now, but the crazy thing is that they just had uh, back in May, uh, uh, March. This is May. Back in March, they did. Uh, an exercise, like a thought exercise, uh, about a monkeypox outbreak. And lo and behold, we got monkeypox. Uh, the first two cases of monkeypox. So this is what I mean. It, the, the things that are occurring in, in our country, in the world, you mentioned the, the stock market, right? I've, I've talked, you know, till I'm blue in the face about what's about to happen in the stock market. Uh, and I've talked about it for 10 years, right? And this is from a former, you know, guy that played in the stock bargain. <laughs> when I, when I first started in the industry, I started with Merrill Lynch. I was a stock broker, right? So it's not like I don't know what I'm talking about where this issue is concerned. Uh, then I read a book, interestingly enough, and it ruined me. Uh, a note to self, never read this book when, <laughs> when you're in the stock, when you're trading stocks for people. Uh, it was the, um, what was it called? Uh, G. Edward Griffin's uh, creature from Jekyll Island, right? Talked about the Fed, and uh, I, I didn't know that stuff. I was in the money business, and I had no idea what was really going on. But it ruined me, and I, I couldn't stay once I knew. So, but my point is that everything that you're seeing, from the stock market to the food issues to civil war to pending World War III, and I think that we will see bombs drop in the United States. Men of God have actually seen this. David Wilkerson, Henry Groover. Dimitri Duderman seen nuclear bombs rain on the United States. We have, um, we have, uh, you know, the Russians with nuclear weapons that are, uh, much more powerful than our own. Not only from a, uh, 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 tonnage wise, they have, uh, as an example, they they have a nuclear, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Torpedo drone. Uh, that has a hundred megaton warhead on it. They could literally cause uh, tsunamis on the coast of America yeah. that are hundreds of feet high. Uh, they have missiles that we cannot track with radar because they are traveling like Mach, I don't know, twelve or something like that. Uh, they have, uh, well, they have a, a bunch of that stuff, and uh, they've already said. That they know they cannot defeat NATO in a conventional war, and if, if if it occurs, they've already said that they would go nuclear in so many words. So, if that happens, it's not just going to be over there. And this is what I want people to understand: it's not going to happen in the Ukraine or Russia. They will go after NATO. And they will go after the United States. If they can break the United States, 
and break NATO, then they can have the run of the world. Now, along with that, uh, I don't know if you've been keeping up with what's what's going on with China, but China, you know, one of the things in that that uh, the movie we did last year, Mega Drop, it, even though it's called Mega Drop, it deals with all kinds of issues besides just the drought. The drought was the first thing that we started talking about in that movie, but we ended up talking about eventually uh, talking about coming wars. One of the one of the areas that we said in that movie that was going to be a, 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 a conflict area uh, was the Ukraine, and we said in that movie that they would that the Russians would invade Ukraine. Sure enough, they invaded Ukraine. The other thing that we said was that China would invade Taiwan, and just uh, today, what we what we are seeing are um, swarms of uh, drones all around the island of Taiwan. And the Chinese are having exercises around the island of Taiwan in order to uh, uh, practice an, an invasion. So we will see that as well. But the point is that last year we talked about these, these very same things. Are you still with me? I'm still with you. Uh, okay. You you have multi-front of attacks going on against the United States. And I could not agree with you more. You're exactly right. Um I'm just looking here because I want to give you enough time because people are going to want to read those books you've referenced. They're going to want to check those out. Let's go there right now and then we can finish. But tell people how they can uh, follow your good work with your with your literary books that you've written. Well, my website is DanielHoldings.com. Daniel H O L D I. You know, it's still my name. H O L D I N G S, as in Sam. They can they can go there and find what I do. That kind of thing. Uh, Steve Quayle's books, uh, obviously on stevequayle.com. Uh, you can get Mega Drought at stevequayle.com and you can get the Empire Beneath the Ice there as well, I think. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where they are. And if you care to go there and take a look, you, you're welcome to it. Uh, you know, the thing is, Dave, people, when I, when I talk to people, right, they, sometimes people like to talk to me because you, just like you, they said, I scare them to death. I I can't help it. I gotta tell you the truth. I gotta tell you what's going on. I gotta tell you what the Lord has put on my heart. And uh, I, I, you know, if 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 it scares you, or if if, uh, if you you doubt it, do your own research. Uh, but if you if it scares you, it could scare you uh, because you haven't thought about these things, or it could scare you because it, you don't really have a relationship with the Lord. Yeah, and I guess if that's if if that's the case, right? And I'm not talking about being religious, okay? I'm not talking about gee, you need to go to church this weekend and put money in the the tithe plate, right? I know that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about being in a relationship with the God of the universe and having a transformative experience when you are introduced to Him. I can only tell you from my own personal experience that that's what happened with, with me. Yeah, Daniel, ago. i got to cut in here because you're right. This is a great place to leave it. We're flat out of time, but I just wanted to say this. They can go to your website at where? DanielHoldings.com. DanielHoldings.com, H-O-L-D-I-N-G-S. I can spell it better than he can. And, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh, we have heard the principalities of darkness, multi-front attack against humanity. You're part of it. Check it out at DanielHoldings.com. Daniel, interesting stuff. Thank you for coming on. 
Thank you for having me, Dave. Thank you for your time, audience. Take care. Bye-bye.